listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Tim Link, and I thank you so much for joining us today. My guest today is author, writer, and senior editor of Sports Illustrated, Jim Grant. Now, Jim will be uh, discussing his best-selling book, The Lost Dogs, Michael Vick's Dogs and Their Tale of Rescue and Redemption. And I'm uh, really looking forward to talking to Jim about the book and the success it's had and uh, actually talking a little bit about uh, what's happened to the uh, the dogs since all this happened. Uh, so we're uh, excited to have Jim on board. So we're going to get right to him here in a second, but we're going to pause for a moment for a quick commercial break, give our sponsors a chance to talk to us and let us know what's going on. So we're going to be right back with uh, Jim Grant after these messages. You're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. from experience feels like home for her enter the code lucky 10 l-u-c-k-y the number 10 and get 10 percent off any order no minimum at petco.com I don't make any decisions about who to hire without going to Angie's List first. You'll find reviews on home repair to health care written by people just like you. With Angie's List, I know who to call and I know the results will be fantastic. Angie's List. Who you can trust. Go to Angie'sList.com forward slash rights and get 25% off any subscription. That's Angie'sList.com forward slash rights. W-R-I-T-E-S. Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets with your Paranormal Pets ghostly host, Dusty Rainbolt, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Tim Link. And joining me now is author of the New York Times bestselling book, The Lost Dogs, Jim Grant. Jim, welcome to the show. Hey, good to be here. Oh, thanks so much. Uh, congratulations on the uh, success of the book. Thanks so much. Now, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are very aware of it. We've got a lot of animal lovers here, obviously, and uh, people that are involved in animal rescue. But uh, tell us a little bit about the book, The Lost Dogs, and, and really how it all came about. Well, it was, you know, it was sort of a, a happy accident. I, I was um, working at Sports Illustrated. You know, we go through a cycle of time where I'm a little bit slower, and sometimes I, I look for things to write. And I, I was just doing some research about an NFL story, and I came across a small item about these uh, dogs in the Michael Vick fight bust. And I had obviously followed the 
the events when they first unfolded, but I think like a lot of people, lost track of it. It all disappeared. And this was about a year after Michael Vick had pled guilty, and you just mentioned that you know these dogs were being uh, put up for adoption, some of them, and being rehabilitated. I, and I just thought, well, what does that mean? You know, how do you how do you rehabilitate fighting dogs? And you know, what do they mean by adopted? Are they going to be in homes with kids and other pets and all that? And it just seemed uh, like a, some really interesting questions. And I also wondered, you know, where had they been all this time? Um, so I just started to look into it a little bit. And the more I did, the more interesting it got. And, and so I just kept going and I wrote a story for Sports Illustrated and the, the story turned into a book. And uh, it's really, you know, it, it chronicles all the behind-the-scenes stuff of the initial investigation. It basically starts from the day you know, the police uh, arrived at his property and goes forward from there. And, um, you know, a lot of stuff that I think even people who followed it somewhat closely don't realize how close the whole thing was to falling apart at several points, uh, exactly how much it took to save the dogs and, and who was helping make that happen and who was not. And then the whole process of then, you know, getting the dogs into new homes and rehabilitating them and working with them. So it details that from sort of start to finish. And, uh, you know, hopefully it's both uh, surprising and interesting. Yeah, I think it's intriguing. Obviously, you know, it was a hot topic when it all came down. The Michael Vick, obviously, being a uh, NFL quarterback and a very well-known one in his prime of his career, really, just on the uptake of his career. When all this came about, and I, now I'm based in Atlanta, so it's very close to my heart, and uh, I was definitely on the doorsteps many times of the uh, local legislature trying to get uh, dog bills passed and anti-fighting bills, et cetera. So it really came to the to the forefront, especially down here in Georgia. But, you know, since that time, Jim, have you noticed anything? Have you tracked as far as the uh, the laws are concerned and some of the things that came out of the good, the positive things that came out of the book? Well, sure. I mean, you know, one of the ironies is that uh, about a week after Michael Vick was, uh, his house was uh, raided, they passed a national anti-dog fighting law. And had he had been, you know, the the raid taken place a week later, that would have applied to him, but it did not. And so they had to find other ways to uh, to prosecute him. But on a larger scale, I mean, it, it's been, um, from a law enforcement point of view, you know, it really proved to law enforcement that these were good cases, you know, that, that people were like them, you know, they were popular, they could get convictions, and that, you know, it's a gateway crime. And when you bust a dogfight, you find drug traffickers and gun traffickers and, you know, people who are generally not up to good stuff. And also there are studies that show that people who not even participate in this but just witness it uh, become desensitized to violence. You know, there's higher rates of spousal abuse, higher rates of child abuse. Um, so it was a way to cut off a lot of uh, bad acts by going after one in particular. And so there's definitely been an, uh, an increase in the, uh, you know, the investigations and, and prosecutions of a couple of really big, notable busts, multi-state kind of things that, that have uh, taken place. And um, also, you know, one of the things that, that took place in the wake of all this is there was an uptick in, in the reports of dogfighting. And some people initially thought that meant, you know, it was happening more. But what they've now sort of figured out is that it's not happening anymore, but people are reporting it more. You know, where in the past where they might have turned a blind eye to it or not thought about it or not thought that there was anything that could be done. Now when people see it or hear about it, they're they're making the call. And, uh, you know, that's all positive. It's all great. And hopefully you can sort of keep that momentum going. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's and I think it is um, 
it really brought a lot of things to the awareness of people. I, you know, I think from a celebrity standpoint, people realize there's things that, that go on and whether we're talking about sports stars or uh, entertainment celebrities, there are things that go on behind the scenes that we don't know about sometimes. And the fact that uh, actually something very positive can come out of something very negative. And I, and I'm really applaud every, you know, everybody for stepping up and uh, actually speaking out for the animals. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I say this sometimes and it's, you know, in an odd way, Michael Vick is, is the best thing that happened to pit bulls and dog fighting, you know, because he really, really shined a light on this, which, which probably would not have happened without him, you know, and, and, uh, brought it out into public view, what had existed for so long in, in the shadows. And, and, uh, you know, there's been progress and hopefully it can keep going. All right. Now I have to ask, I'm sure you've been asked this a thousand times, but, uh, have you talked to uh, Michael Vick since the book came out? I have not. You know, I, I didn't interview him for the book because a couple of reasons. I mean, I knew when I first started working on it that he was not available. He was not giving interviews. Right towards the end, when he got out of prison and he had his reality show coming on, he was giving some interviews. But by that point, I was done. And I also felt like the book wasn't really about him. It was much more about the dog. So uh, I didn't have a chance to interview him during the, the course of the book. And then since then, I just haven't had much interest. I, I don't know that he would have a whole lot of interest in talking to me either. But so far, we haven't crossed paths. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I haven't. I mean, I've seen some of the uh, talks he's done at schools, et cetera, that they've uh, televised and broadcast. But uh, I really don't personally have a good take on uh, what his thoughts are on the book or the dogs or, or anything after that point. I can't imagine that he's read the book. He might be somewhat aware of it, but I, I don't imagine that it takes up much of his time. I know when he was out in San Francisco last year, there was a bunch of the dogs out there, and he was invited to come meet with them. He declined. You know. Beyond that, from what I've been told, I haven't attended any of his talks at the Humane Society, but I've been told he does a, a pretty good job with them, and he does them consistently, and, and the Humane Society feels like he is helping them reach an audience that they would otherwise have a hard time getting to. And so, you know, hopefully that's all good. He, he testified this year in favor of the, um, some anti-dogfighting laws on the federal level, and, uh, you know, he said for the first time one of the things that I'd always been waiting for him to hear was that, was that he wants to help be part of the solution to this problem now, and and, uh, you know, that's great if he can, and, and hopefully he will continue to do so. He, you know, he has so far, and I think it's, it's, uh, it's made a positive impact, and we can just hope that continues. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's got the stage and the form to do that, and I would think that uh, hopefully he would be uh, willing to do that for his own sake to help him continue to gain closure as well as get the word out because he does have that platform. Now, in the uh, the book, obviously, a lot of the dogs went to various places, but quite a few of them ended up at our friends, uh, best friends up in uh, Utah. Did you get a chance to uh, visit the folks up in uh, best friends and talk to them about the dogs? I have never made it out there yet. I spent a lot of time on the phone with a lot of different people out there, but uh, haven't actually visited yet. But you know, from what I understand, it's just a fantastic facility and a fantastic place to go to as well. It's ready to do cool stuff, but it's also a really cool place to visit is, is my understanding. Yeah, it's a beautiful place up there and uh, that, that whole part of uh, upper part of Arizona going into southern Utah where they're at is, uh, I think it is a very tranquil and spiritual place. If, if dogs and animals are going to go to heal, that's uh, one of the best places to do it and they definitely know what they're doing up there. Great news out of there just recently, actually, two more of the dogs passed their, uh, their CGC, their canine good citizen test, which for both of them in this case, it was a court requirement that they had to pass that before they could be considered for adoption. And so they both passed, uh, Georgia and Little Red. Little Red is one of the stars of the book, one of the there's five or six dogs that really get uh, focused on, and she's one of them. And so Little Red passed her CGC, and she's now been adopted. She's in a, she's in a home with a family, and it's, uh, it's so great. 
That's fantastic. That's great news to hear. How many of the dogs are with families right now? You know, I, I, it's always hard. It's always changing, so I never had the exact number. But we're about, I think, a little over 20 now that have been adopted. That's, so that's amazing. Uh, that's a pretty good percentage. Absolutely. So, uh, obviously, the dogs are very smart dogs, very smart breeds, and just with a little bit of love and tenderness and in positive direction, uh, they're going to make it through, I'm sure, and uh, find their right and perfect forever homes. Yeah, well, hopefully. They're all, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, one of the big messages of the book is that they're all, all these dogs are individuals, you know, regardless if it's a chihuahua or a pit bull or a, or a black lab or whatever it is. And so, you know, that, that certainly bears out amongst this group of, of 50 pit bulls. And, you know, they're all sort of have their own stories now and their own, they progress at their own rates or, or not. And so, you know, it sort of gets harder and harder to make blanket statements about them as it goes on. But, you know, some of them are doing exceptionally well. Some of them are, are still struggling and a lot of them are in between. But, you know, they're all sort of fighting their own battles now. And the, and the, the key thing is that they have a chance and, and they're, they're getting the opportunity to, uh, you know, be, be normal dogs and have a life, you know, which is great. Absolutely. And the, the book, The Lost Dogs, obviously give them a great voice. Uh, I think you did a great job with the book. We're going to continue our conversation with Jim Gratt after we take a little commercial break. You're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash Lucky, L-U-C-K-Y, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. How would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called Info Seeds. Info Seeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service is the best, most cost-effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit the website. PetLifeRadio.com Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of Info Seed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. Hi everybody, I'm Megan Blake here with my sidekick, Super Smiley. The giant mutt and spokes dog for throwaways. You're listening to Pet Life Radio and I'd like to tell you about our brand new show, A Super Smiley Adventure. Our show explores adventures with animals. They can be traveling, out in the world trips, or inner journeys where our animals lead us to inspiration and self-discovery. Or just plain fun adventures. Join us here on Pet Life Radio on a super smiley adventure. Good boy. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio, and we're here with author Jim Grant, author of the book The Lost Dogs, uh, Michael Vick's Dogs, and their tale of rescue and redemption. Now, Jim, the uh, response to the book, obviously overwhelming, New York Times bestseller, so big kudos on that. What did you learn most about writing the book and writing the stories in the book, especially compared to, to writing for a uh, for the magazine? 
Well, I don't think it's that different. You know, to me, it just I just always try and focus on, you know, telling the story, you know, what, what happened, you know, what makes this interesting and compelling, and, and how can I present this information that's, that's going to enlighten people and, and move them, but also, you know, keep them interested. And, and so that's, that's one of my focuses. You know, I get, I've gotten a number of emails from people over time where they said, you know, I bought the book, I started reading it, and I finished it the same day, or I finished it the next day. And to me, that's always one of the most satisfying things to hear because I, I really strive to do it in a way that's going to hold someone's interest and to hear that they were sort of glued to it enough, you know, to power through it in, in one shot or two shots is, uh, is always makes me happy. Absolutely. It's getting the message out there. And it is very compelling. Obviously, you have uh, the dogs and the story and the whole uh, angle with Michael Vick being involved definitely makes an intriguing stories inside the book. Jim, if you had to pinpoint uh, one thing that you'd like the readers to walk away from after reading the book, uh, do you have a feeling for what that one thing would be? Well, I think it's just what we were talking about before. I mean, I think this idea that, you know, that all, every dog's an individual. You know, someone once when I was doing the research used to turn to me, don't, don't be a breedist. You know, it's not about, you could say some general things about a breed, sure, you know, just like you can about people. Like I used the example, I'm Greek. So you could make some general statements about Greeks, you know, that, that may be true in a larger sense, but you're not going to meet me or any other Greek person and just assume all those things are true about them. And it's the same with the dog. You know, you want to say what you want to say about a pit bull, they're high energy, they have a high drive, they're smart. And in general, that may be true, but anytime you meet any individual pit bull, you've got to judge that dog by for itself. And there's a very wide variety. You get lazy couch potato pit bulls, and you get those pit bulls that just want to run all day and, you know, everything in between. So, you know, as much as you think you know about dogs and dogs in general, you know, anytime you meet a dog, just, just treat it as an individual and go from there. Yeah, I think it's a good point. I, mean, I, I tell people that all the time. You know, there's certain things, uh, talking about dogs, cats, whatever it may be, certain characteristics of the breed, but for the most part, definitely all of them have their own unique personality, and you have to get to know that personality to, to see if it fits in with your lifestyle and uh, see if you can have a great relationship with it. Jim, where can people find out more about The Lost Dogs and pick up a copy of it? Well, we do have a website, thelostdogsbook.com, and there's, uh, besides you know, there's some links there if you want to buy the book. We also got some cool stuff, some videos and some photo galleries and, and some other interesting stuff on there. Um, links to a lot of the, the organizations that took the dogs and were instrumental in the whole process, not only of writing the book, but in the process of, of sort of saving and rehabbing the dogs. So you can find out more information on them. And there's a Facebook page for it, uh, The Lost Dogs. Uh, so you can go there. And um, yeah, it's out there now. Yeah, the paper book just came out two or three weeks ago, so it's that's in stores now. Any store, it's also in Costco, I believe. So it's uh, it's out there. It's out there. So everybody can pick up a copy of it. You won't be uh, unhappy that you did. It's got a nice uh, like the afterword that you put in there. Some new afterwords in it as well. And uh, I really like the information in the back of the book that lists uh, some of the uh, the rescue organizations and people that are uh, involved, uh, not only in the case but in the uh, rescue and recovery and rehabilitation of the uh, the dogs. Yeah, that was one of the great things about the paperback was I got to write a new afterword for it, where I got to go into some of. The- some of these issues, like, you know, one of the things I'm always asked about is Michael Vick, and do you believe he's sincere, and sort of where do you, what's your take on him and all that. So it was, a, it was a chance to address that. It was a chance to update some of the information about what had happened with some of the dogs. And so that was really a cool thing to be able to add to the paperback. So that's, uh, you know, that's, that's a nice benefit for that that's in now. Yeah, like I said, I imagine you get asked that question quite often, and uh, I think everybody, you know, if you're close enough, obviously, to uh, Michael Vick and, and everyone, you may know it a little bit better uh, for real, but uh, uh, for the rest of us out here, we, we really don't know. We don't see it that often, so it's really hard to gauge the sincerity behind it and what effort he's putting behind it uh, on the back end. Yeah, I, I mean, it is, and 
it's true. You know, one of the things I say to people is that, you know, they say, do you believe he's sincere or not? And I said, well, so far for now, he's, he's saying and doing all the right things. Whether or not he believes it, I don't know, but he's certainly putting up, he's doing what he needs to do. And I said, dogfighting is going to be a part of Michael Bick's obituary. You know, when he dies, it's going to be part of his life story. Now, whether it's the lead paragraph, whether it's a few sentences in the middle or, you know, a whole section, that, that depends on what he does from here on out. So all we can do is he continues to keep doing other things, continues to keep trying to help solve the problem. And, you know, then 30, 40 years now, whenever it is, we'll look back and say, you know what, it was sincere. But until then, we won't know. Yeah, absolutely. And you know better than anybody covering sports stars for all these years. Uh, some are a little bit less than anxious to get out there and admit that they've done something wrong and then do the follow-up behind it to uh, to show uh, that they're recovered or that they are uh, doing something positive with it. Yeah, hopefully this is, this is one of the examples of the, uh, the opposite. Absolutely. All right. Well, Jim, thanks for coming on the show today. We appreciate it. Everybody, uh, pick up a copy of uh, The Lost Dogs. And uh, as Jim mentioned, it just came out in paperback. has the wonderful afterword out on the back end. And read about it. Track what's going on with the dogs. Join the uh, Facebook account. And, of course, you can go on the website, thelostdogsbook.com, and uh, track what's going on there as well. So, uh, Jim Grant, thanks for uh, joining Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Oh, so happy to be here. Thanks. Thank you so much. Well, we're coming to the end of the show today. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone for listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Once again, thanks to uh, Jim Grant and uh, the wonderful book, uh, The Lost Dogs. Thanks, Jim, for coming on the show today. Uh, I'd like to thank our sponsors and producers for putting on such a great show and making the show possible. Really appreciate it. To find out more about me, Tim Link, and other guests I've interviewed on the show, you can go to the Animal Rights tab on Pet Life Radio. Visit PetLifeRadio.com. Click on Animal Rights. And while you're there, check out the blog, all the latest information on there as well. Download the other interviews, and we'll keep you updated on all the wonderful authors and writers we're going to be having on the show into the future. And, of course, you can always check out the other hosts and other shows. There's a whole plethora of various shows on Pet Life Radio. You can find them all and download them all for free at PetLifeRadio.com. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the show, please email me. You can email me at Tim at PetLifeRadio.com. It's Tim at PetLifeRadio.com, and I will do my best to answer your questions, entertain your comments, and bring on the best guests that you want to hear the most from on the show. So until next time, write a great story about the animals in your life, share it in a blog, article, or in a book, and who knows, you may be the next guest on Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Thanks for joining. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.